what, what you sign up, you sign up, I told everyone you're coming. It, I know, but it's kind of just a waste of time. It, it, it's, why, you're calling the thing that I'm putting on to make you good friends with all my friends a waste of time? What hey, we're live. Is... I know. I think, Sa I think Sammy, I think Sammy and I are going to go do something else while we're there. Something better? What in the world yeah. would be better to hang out with me? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll go to Berlin or something. I'm getting um, uh, the aneurysm's coming back. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe a couple other people people want to come off. I have interior bleeding because of you, Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. we're live. Welcome to Tone Talk with Mark Uzanski and Dave Friedman. How you guys doing? We've got Henning Pauly today. And uh, we're talking about 42 Gear Street 1. Henning, how are you? What's going on there? I just want to point out, you had Steve Vai, and then it went really far down to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and then me. Just want to say, this is like, this is how you continue tone talk. Steve Vai, and then woo! Let's talk it, to Henning. It's a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster it, ride. It sure is. Uh, Hi guys! Hey, hi everyone watching Tone Talk. It is a pleasure to be here again. Thanks, man. Even though I'm very toast or little toast, taking What's going on, Dave? I don't. I don't know if anyone's watching. Are they? <laughs> We've got 22 people watching right now. Well, well, Saturday morning. 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 What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. you know Saturday afternoon. People are doing stuff, but I hope everybody's doing well, good. We, uh, we're here to talk about Henning's event coming up, your YouTube event. You've been working hard, Henning, haven't you? <laughs> uh, I have made videos. I mean, usually I have a video every day. In the past three weeks, I had one every two days, which is just, I feel lazy. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't played guitar in a while. It's, I'm doing events now, or that one at least. Um, Cool. But it's uh, it's good. I've learned a lot uh, in the doing the other events. Uh, things to do, things not to do. I talked to a lot of companies, except Dave, because he never has anything intelligent to say. Um, ah, I see. <laughs> and, that's, that's uh, Sam and I are going to Berlin. But for example, the guys from Rev, you know, they really had good ideas. So um, I'm trying to incorporate all the feedback from all the brands. Well, Dave, you've never been at any of these. So how would you know what feedback to give me? Come on. Come I, on. I wouldn't. In fact, I've never watched any videos from any of these events either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, see, then I can tell you right now that there's uh, it's, it's all in the nude. That's one of the concepts. Oh, God. That's why I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> But 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 now that you're coming, you'll see it's 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 a it's a big kind of a male get together. Um, so no uh, no females. I learned a lot. So no girls. They are one two three. My mom, my girlfriend, Valerie from Lewitt, and Harry Holden's girlfriend Annika, who's helping out. So four women, in about fifty guys. <laughs> so it's Reaper like a metal show. See, Reverb, yeah. the beautiful side where I sell many, 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 many of my products. Um, Reverb was supposed to be here, and one of the reasons why they backed out, one of the reasons, was that I didn't invite any female gear YouTubers. That it was heavily male-based. I'm like, well, 
I would love to invite some women that talk about gear. Just show me one. You show me a woman that has a good gear channel and I'll invite her five times. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not my fault. It's, it's not like I'm only inviting guys. I'm inviting the people that do gear. So I don't think there is a, a female gear channel that I can think of. I mean, Mary Spender, maybe. She used to do a little bit of gear, but now it's, she's more focused on life of a musician. So Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to make sure that the it, it kind of went away from my original idea, which is why I didn't participate in TGU this year at Toman, because they went... They invited all, all the, the guitar world, the YouTube guitar world, but it wasn't focused on gear. The whole concept of the event was bring the gear guys together, the people that work doing gear videos for a living or want to do it for a living, bring the brands together and really put them together to make videos, to form relationships and not just make content, but form relationships where I can write freaking Dave Friedman an invoice and he pays it. Oh, you were gone for a sec. Oh, we, um, had, we had a glitch oh, that, weird. that was weird. So that's the whole idea, too, to bring people together uh, and form business relationships as well as friendships, um, which is tough when you have channels that don't deal with gear, because then what kind of content do you do? So I wanted to yeah. focus it back to the original idea of gear demos, gear reviews. Right, right. Yeah. And so why I think I have. Yep. I was going to say, why don't you take us back a little bit? Because for those people who might be who might be watching, they might not know you were involved in other stuff before. Um, and okay. How this, um, how this evolved, maybe, if you want. How it evolved was I was invited to Warwick uh, for their base camp, and I said, "This is an amazing event. I mean, it was an an amazing experience to be there. Uh, uh, base lessons and lots of press and and all this stuff. But in the end." No one talked about Basecamp on YouTube or, or even anywhere in the in the magazines. There were loads of uh, interviews and stuff, but it wasn't like, hey, we're here at Basecamp. But it was just an interview with Lee Club, which was great. But in terms of promotion for Warwick, it was hundreds of thousands to put this on and very little actual promotion. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, invite lots of less people, make it much, much cheaper, but focus it on YouTubers and brands. And then it's only promotion and marketing that gets made by at this event so instead of having 300 people here that cost you lots of money have 50 but it's all about video and uh they flew me to nam two or three times so that i could meet more youtubers i could build my network and the first time around it it, it was pretty much they said well we'll fly the youtubers and we put them up in a hotel we do it at our facility but i had to do it at a very low budget um and kind of like show us the proof of concept and that was GitCon 1. Uh, many things we could have done better, but everyone was super happy. And it was the kind of atmosphere I was looking for. But then, as Warwick is known for, they screwed me over. And it was very clear that they were trying to... They hired a friend of mine who was one of the helpers. And they asked him, hey, can you run all the tech necessary for GitCon? It was very clear that they were looking for someone that could take over for me. Hmm. But the thing is, all the friendships and the networking that I've had built over the years, you can't just, you know, take over that. And when I realized what they were trying to do and them contacting YouTubers behind my back, even though that is my job for these events, um, I just backed out and said, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm, you know, I have a little bit of pride. 
And I went to Toma and said, look, you want to do this event? And then we did TGU and it was great. It was amazing. The Toman team was so focused and I mean, they know what they're doing when it comes to marketing. Um, which is why earlier this year we did the whole event for the synthesizer community called uh, Toman Synth Reactor. But Toman hired a new uh, event, event manager and all the friends I had at Toman that I was doing this with, I wasn't doing it with them. I was doing, I was working with this new event manager. And we didn't see eye to eye on some things and it was clear that they wanted to go in the direction of let's invite the biggest channels possible, you know, Dine, Scallon, all these guys, which are great YouTubers, but it wasn't the gear event. It was the let's make funny videos that get lots of clicks. Now, the problem is, how does it help Dave? If Rob Scallon was standing on the roof of a of Toman playing funny metal faces, which is great, and I love Rob doing that, but that doesn't sell Friedman Hamps. That doesn't sell anything. So the whole focus of year was lost. And I saw that in the planning of the event. And that's when I said, look, if that's where you're going, that's fine. Do it. But I don't, I can't be involved in that because that's not my baby. My baby is the gear channels. And inherently, gear channels have less subs. If you have 100,000 subs as a gear channel, you're one of the big ones. If you make funny metal videos, you got 2 million, which is great. But try to get into a Rob Scallon video. Does he even show gear? No, he doesn't. If you get placement, if, if we get a Friedman amp in the back of Rob Scallon, he'll charge you 4,000 bucks or something like this, which is something Dave doesn't want to pay just to put an amp in the background. Gear channels is what this was supposed to be, and I brought it back to gear channels. But companies, I, I wasn't going to do an event. And then companies, I think the guy from Ibanez and Houston Kettner, they were even the uh, head of marketing at Toman, good friends. He was like, you're doing your own thing, right? I'm like, how am I going to do my own thing? I don't have a hundred, $150,000 budget. How am I going to do this? And then they were like, well, you know, Dave, he's got the money. And I was like, sure. <laughs> no, then I realized I was looking around me one thing that takes a lot of time and money is the big staff, the helpers, mm -hmm. which we have to fly in and at least put up in a hotel and they gotta, we gotta pay them something. It's, it's more like a little thank you, but it, it's not a real salary. Um, but I can't afford 15 to 20 people, which I would have to have if I'm setting up three video rooms in some location. Um, I can't afford the location, which I would have to rent. And then I realized I'm sitting in one video studio right now. I got 10 cameras around me. And I was like, wait, if I put cables upstairs, I have a second video studio in my living room, and that's a nice-ass room. Have you ever been upstairs, Dave? I don't think you've no. been upstairs. No. Okay. That's I, a six I, I stayed on the one floor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's huge. It's a beautiful room to shoot in. And then I was, my head was spinning. I was like, wait a second. If I do this in my street, we can sit in my mom's living room and have coffee and hang out there and put up a tent, and we just use – my neighbors and we use the street and I'm like, then I don't need a location. Video studios are relatively easy to set up. And I went nuts and bought more cameras and lighters and more and more and more and more things and a whole new video setup. And right now I think just the new video setup is at 25, no, 30, something like that. K. I bought lights that I think only the new lighting I bought is 9,000 bucks. Jesus. Which, which I don't need for this room at all. It's just for the other rooms, which yeah. after the event, I actually don't use. 
I have nine thousand dollars of light worth of lighting sitting around till the next event. But I wanted, I want to stick out. I want everyone to go home and say, "Yep, no big no major money, but it was just as good, if not better." That's my goal. So you, you've got you've got a lot of a lot of YouTubers coming. Do you want to mention who's coming? Some of the people or. Yeah, well, I, I was shooting for 12 YouTubers and 12 brands, and we overshot a bit. So we have uh, YouTubers. We got Phil McKnight, Colin Scott, 60 Cycle Hum, Vlad from Catpick, who was one of the original GitCon helpers, so Vlad's always part of it. Uh, Harry and the Guitar, and Harry's always one of the original GitCon guys. Uh, Steve from Boston, because Steve is cool. Uh, first time around, Irik from Living Room Gear Demos. That's another thing that I want to talk about is balance at these events. Balance in style. If you only have metal guys, well, then I don't need to invite a company that does clean amps, okay? If I only have uh, blues guys, then I don't need a company that makes seven-string fan fret guitars. Mm -hmm. it, it needs to be a balance of styles and demographics and playing styles, but it also now, since there have been a couple events, it needs to be a balance of brands that have been there and already have the connections to YouTubers and some new YouTubers, so these brands are still want to. This new brand still want to come because my buddy Dan from Ibanez, he's going to say, "Well, I know all these guys. I have the connections. Why should I come to your event?" So I need a couple of new guys to do them in. And I need a couple of brands that never have been at the event to make it interesting to the YouTubers because otherwise, why should they come? They already have the connections. So Irik from Living Room Gear Demos is a great guy, and he hasn't been at any of the events. Uh, RJ Ronquillo is a killer guy who hasn't been at any of these events. Uh, Mike Milton, the China guitar skeptic, he's been at two, but I've never met him because there were two events where it wasn't. Uh, Trey from Gear Guards. Uh, then we have Gabor from the super fun, awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. Um, it's a great channel name. They have 8,000 subs, so it's a smaller channel uh, from Australia. But him and Alex, uh, they do this together, and it's a great show. They do a gear video every two days, so they're working their butts off. Uh, and it's good content, and it's not the typical shreddy content. They're, you know, the, the normal guitar player that play normal guitar stuff. So I really like what they're doing. I couldn't justify paying for a ticket from Australia for a channel with 8,000 subs. But Gabor was like, well, I'm going to Europe anyway because my family lives in Austria. I'm like, we're done. Let's do it. Um, then uh, Tom Quayle is coming with Ibanez nice. as an artist, but I, I count Tom as a YouTuber because he's a buddy, he's, that's what he is. Um, next on the list is someone that I get goosebumps thinking about, Rick Hollis. Mm -hmm. Rick has a tiny freaking little channel with 560 subs, but he's a really good guy who wants to get more into YouTube and the few videos he's done. He does great really videos. He does great videos. He did one for the um, for the small box, and that has like fifty thousand uh, views or something because it's a great video. He's a great player. He's a lovable, likable guy. And here's the thing: he had to sell a small box to come here. I know that's horrible. It is utterly horrible. I told him, dude, don't you have pedals sitting around that you can sell? And he's like, he realizes the possibility of making connections here. And for a, for a small channel that wants to start, this is the event to be at. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, look, Dave is going to be here. I'm sure 
we can figure something out that in time he can have a smallpox back somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking in my we, head. We, we, we're going to do something because Rick is such a good guy. And when he demos something, it's really good. So I want to have him here. 500 subs or not, I look at video quality, not at channel size. If it's a good good quality, the channel will grow. Yeah, uh, I, then I we agree with you. That's a great guest. Uh, Jay Leonard Jay is just amazing. Uh, Jay is probably the most, I mean, he, he's got to be on crack because he always smiles and he enters a room and it is just filled with joy. You know that Marie Kondo show, Cleaning Up Your House, and she always says, like, does it spark joy? Yeah. Jay Leonard Jay sparks joy. Always. <laughs> he's just such a great guy. Um, then we got Mika Tuska, Mr. Fastfinger, who's coming with Ro Kangas. And here's a, an example, for example, it's, it's something that I got to consider. Now, Mika is playing Ruo Kanga's guitar, a very special guitar that was made for him by Yua Ruo Kanga, super high-end guitars from Finland. Uh, pretty expensive too, but they're amazing. And I would have loved to invite him, but if Mika comes with his guitar and only plays his Ruo Kanga's guitar, then Dave would say, rightfully so, hey, wait a second, I'm paying for this event to get to YouTubers, but this guy only plays a guitar and advertises a brand that's not even here. I want him to play one of my guitars in the videos. That's why I'm paying. So, which for me means it's a problem inviting someone who has a very firm endorsement. Mm -hmm. Okay, someone like Pete Cottrell, who's great, but if Pete says, I'm a Chapman artist, Chapman's not here, either he comes with Chapman and is at the event as an artist, that's fine, but he can't come here and only play Chapman guitars because that means he's not valuable to the guitar brands that I invited that are paying for the event. Well, right. I, I would be remiss. I'm sure people are wondering, like, well, is Pete Thorne going to be there? And, and that's exactly, and I'm going to be honest about this, one of the reasons why I couldn't invite Pete. Because he's, I'm sorry, Pete, but he's irrelevant to this event because he will only play his amp will only play his guitars, and Sewer clearly, I've had these conversations with them, isn't interested in paying for these events. What they do is they send Pete and they say, well, he's an endorser, he's got to play the guitar, he's got to play the amp, so he gets all the screen time for Sewer, who doesn't pay for the event, and he's irrelevant to any amp manufacturer, he's irrelevant to any guitar manufacturer, which means he's relevant to two or three pedal brands that are here. Well, well let's say so, we, lo we love Pete. I want to say we love Pete. I love Pete. I, yeah. I love Pete. But that's irrelevant of what he's an amazing guy. I love him as a person. I love him as a YouTuber. I look up to him. But when I look at the event and I'm inviting brands and I'm taking money from brands so they can get to YouTubers to push their products out. For endorsement. Yeah, it I makes sense. Invite, yeah, it makes sense. I need to invite YouTubers that are open to push their product out there. All yeah. products. Right? All products. Uh, yeah. That are open to so, all products and do, do so amps, if, stars, if, if, everything. Yeah. If Sir was to say... I love it. We'll send Pete as our rep. That's totally fine. But uh, they don't do that. They just like to send him and kind of sneak into the events that way. It is a little bit of a sneaky thing to do, and I don't appreciate it because I'm the guy who invented these events, and I need to make sure everyone's happy, and that's the balance. We need to make sure the balance works. So I love Mika Tiska. He's a great guy. He's got about 15,000 subs ultra talented guitar player and I met him at Yusin Kettner so I said to him well talk to Yua Huokangas 
maybe you are wants to come to the event. And he's a smaller builder, but my price isn't is very low for these events uh, as an entry fee for the brand. It's much lower than the other uh, events were because I want small builders to have a chance. If I make this 5,000 bucks, then a small luthier can't come. So I had, ch had a chat with him, and Yua has a very interesting product. He ha he's got a, a valve bucker. He's got a pickup that's tube-powered. And that's what he's actually going to bring in his guitars, and that was what he's going to talk about. A pickup that's tube-powered? Yeah. It's wow. the valve bucker. It's a tube-powered pickup that you can only get in his guitars. And you know what? That's content. That's content for any channel. That's I'm looking at Dave right now. It's Dave like I I want to know what that's I'm, like. I'm like what? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering too. Yeah. It's a two powered pickup, and that's the thing. You guys are gonna sit in my mom's freaking backyard, and we, you're gonna talk about this thing. And someone hopefully smacks a camera on that, and you know films that conversation because he doesn't. He's he's not coming with tons of guitars. He's gonna focus on that thing. His 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 valve bucket. Uh, that's that's great, and um, so he's bringing Mika as an artist, and then I have no problem of Mika only playing his Rokanga guitar because the brand's here and yeah. the, the brand paid for him to come here. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got Stefan Fast from the Pedal Zone, which I'm very happy about because Stefan is the guy when it comes to ambient, anything floaty, ambient. Stefan can show us all how it's done. So. Uh, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the balance. Mm. Different kind of styles of playing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Berg from 60 Cycle Hum. Any guitar that I look at and say, that's ugly. Oh my God, who would touch that? It's probably on his wall. The more switches it has, the better. <laughs> He's that guy that just uh, plays surf music, which none of us does. So I love that. It, it's a different approach. So again, no offense to Pete in any way, but if someone is so tied to a company, if I have to pick and choose between channels that really are relevant to the brands that are paying for the event, uh, I need to pick the ones that are the most open. Mm -hmm. I hope yeah. that's that that So let's talk about the brands that are, that are coming also. Okay. Um, uh, there's this uh, this uh, uh, Sammy brand, which is really cool. It's like guys here. He's the tapping stuff, and he builds all the guitars himself. Uh, and uh, he's got his he's got his sidekick with him. His name is Dave, I think. I don't know what Dave does. Sammy does all the work. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm super excited to have uh, Dave and Sammy here because every single time we make a video, it goes awry. They kick me out. It's just. Dave gets it. Sammy gets it. And Dave, I can't tell you enough that when uh, the NAM videos at the end, you say animals at the end, that warms my heart because it's just like, you get it. So when it was about, we we're talking about what boutique amp brands should come, I'm, I'm like, Dave has to be here because that's just, Dave and Sammy, they're going to rock this. It's going to be super awesome. It took some, it took some doing, but it, we made it happen. That's awesome. Um, and that's uh, let's talk about amp brands. I'm super excited about this. Again, who's coming? I'm very strict about this, which I can't be strict about at Tomano Warwick because, well, they're flipping the bill, which means I'm an advisor. I can't call the shots. So when Toman says, oh, sure, that, um, that brand can come, and I'm like, wait a second, 
but they're known for not really working with YouTubers. Why should they come? Well, it's an important brand for Toman. Doesn't mean it's an important brand for us. Right. That's one thing. The other thing is who is coming. Now, let's assume Toman's working with the German distributor of some brand and the German distributor is coming. Yeah. It's completely irrelevant to our relationships with them. The only guy that might actually be relevant uh, for the German distributor is me. Okay, so if let's say Glenn Fricker drinks beer with him and has the best time at this event, well, that German distributor guy can't do anything for Glenn to get an AMP review and AMP. So for me, it's ultra important that the people in charge of influencer relationships, or at least the people that can kick the people in charge of influencer relationships, are at these events, uh, so that the relationships built will actually come to fruition later. Um, and I'm super excited that all the AMP, most of the, all except one AMP brand is actually bringing the actual designers, the people behind the AMPs. In case of Friedman is of course, Sammy Bowler. Um, <laughs> uh, then we have, uh, Rev and Derek, the guy that's known to be the guy from Rev can't make it, which means he's actually sending Dan Trudeau, the guy that builds the AMPs which means all the ref videos coming out of this event will be completely different than any other ref videos we've seen because for the first time, the guy that knows about tubies and switches and transistors is here. Um, then we got uh, Eric Leboga uh, from Poland, Leboga Amps. Uh, Adam Leboga, his dad, who was you know the founder of the company and the designer of everything, uh, sadly died last year. So Eric is now fighting to keep the company alive and he knows about amp design, but of course, you know, the mastermind is gone. So uh, I'm really happy that we can give him a chance to get more more screen time and, and, and be known more through this event. But we have, again, someone who is building the apps. Then we got uh, the guys from Engel, Martin and Jürgen, they're great guys. And again, people behind the product, not marketing guys, they can actually sit there and say EL84, yay, um, which opens really cool talk sessions where it's just like, what's your favorite power amp tube? You know, stuff like that. Um, we have Thomas Bluke here with the new version of his Amp One, and I think Thomas knows enough about the ins and outs of the tech stuff that he can be oh, yeah. seen as like a designer. Yeah, Thomas, uh, great. Yeah. yeah, and the only. Uh, person where there's a, just the just the uh, marketing guy coming is Houston Kettner. But even if Houston Kettner was coming, they can't tell you anything about their spirit technology because it's made with leprechaun juice and, and no one really knows. And so <laughs> they, they can't talk about what's inside because that's cool. They that don't Hughes, want it. That Houston Kettner and Thomas Blue will be there at the same place. Well, I think also, so isn't Dennis bringing other stuff too, as in like uh, Tone King and stuff and things? Uh, yes, uh, because it's Boutique Amp and there's so many brands under one roof. And yeah. I said, look, if you sign on with two brands, yeah. you pay the full price for the two brands and you pay an additional little fee, which means no one's going to be pissed off if you want to pull out a Ogner pedal or if you want to say, oh, look, there's a Tone King. You're not bringing tons of Tone King stuff and Tone King isn't an official brand <laughs> with and whatever but look if someone actually wants to say tone king and maybe check one out in a video 
I can justify that to the other brands because the boutique actually paid an additional fee for that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's and, the other brand. And is Synergy involved then also, right? Uh, no? Synergy in the sense of... Well, what are I the two brands from boutique? Uh, Wampler and uh, the, the Sammy Bowler guy. I got it. Um, uh, so the, the deal was, I've got a Sin 50 here. If someone wants to check that out, or we're talking about Friedman, we want to check out the BBBE or whatever, uh, no one's going to say no to that. I just don't want any brand to look over and say, wait, why are they checking out Synergy? Synergy isn't here. They're getting extra coverage, even though they didn't pay. I checked it with the other brands. and I said, look, what if they pay an additional fee? And then if they want to mention something or they want to pull out a Bokner pedal or whatever it is, would that be okay? And they said, oh, that's totally fine with us. So I want everything to be on the, how do you say, on the up and up. Up and up, yeah. yep, yep. That's um, cool. So that's for, so we got H&K, Friedman, Rev, Blue Guitar, Engel, and Leboga, and that's six amp brands. Should make for nice shootouts and, and, and killer videos. Then we got Ibanez and Mayonnaise, which is great because they're two Modern amp, uh, modern guitar brands, but where Ibanez stops in terms of price point, that's where Mayonnaise starts. So they're not yeah. really competing. Mm. Uh, uh, Friedman makes also guitars, I think. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. You have to ask Sammy. <laughs> I'll, I'll check out. I'll check with Sammy. Isn't he, playing, <laughs> isn't he playing that authentic thing? Please tell me he's not playing. He's not bringing his authentic guitar. No. Is he, he bringing isn't. his new beat up white? Yes. Atrocity, that's oh, nice. just sacrilege, a sacrilege guitar. Yeah, he doesn't even have it yet. <laughs> but are you bringing that? Yes. So he's not going to play the, the authentic guitar? No, no authentic. Okay, I'm going to have some sandpaper no, ready here. Well, I'm going to have some sandpaper ready here so we can actually take more of the white shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Show that flame. That is... That is sacrilege to cover that flame. Come on. Well, that 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 is exactly what's great about it. Yes, it's decadent. Yes, and he's and he'll play the shit out of it, so it, he'll wear the crap out of it. It'll come off eventually. Oh yeah. Um, and again, when it comes to other brands, I mean, I have many guitars here. I have many guitars here from the brands that are coming. Uh, I don't think anyone's gonna freak out if someone picks up a McMull off the wall and says, oh, I'd like to play that, that's a cool guitar. YouTubers should be smart and play the guitars that are here, but no one's gonna bitch about anything if someone in a video compares a Friedman to an orange because the orange is back there. I mean, it's not like a Toman where we have a full warehouse and anyone can check out anything, which is kind of against the whole idea of the event. It's about working with the brands that are here. There are some products here yeah, if someone says, oh, that's cool, never had a chance to play that, let's do it, well, then let's do it. I mean, if someone wants to do a Mac Mull versus a Friedman Vintage S uh, comparison, why not? Sure. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, Friedman guitars, we got Ortega, and that's a cool thing. I said, look, Ortega make nylon string acoustics. How are we going to... It, it's not super interesting to do ukulele and nylon string videos. But they make cool products, they make a lot of accessories, and I like the guys, which is oftentimes way more important than the products. Like, right. I like the Friedman guys, the products, eh. Um, and so, you know, same thing. Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the running gag, just like Berlin. Berlin, Berlin. and then we're going to take a few of the other amp guys with us. <laughs> just no one here, everyone's no one. with This is an empty room. 
We're here at Gear Street. Uh, where is everyone? <laughs> it's down to two, um, two Gear Street. So that's, so the, that's idea, the first video. <laughs> no one here. So the, uh, they really wanted to come, and I warned them. I said, look, I don't think many people will make nylon string videos, but we can't have apps in the backyard. This is the neighborhood where people live. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, why don't we just put Ortega guitars everywhere in the in the corners where people sit and in the couches, whatever? So if they're jamming in the backyard, that's not going to annoy anyone. Right. So Ortega is going to mo- be more just like in the behind the scenes and everywhere around the event where people want to jam in the in the garden, for example. Um, and then we got Maybach guitars, which is great because they make super high-end handmade guitars that are a serious alternative to the authentic brand. Um, and they make all the classics. They make the the offset and the SGs and the LPs and the S's and the T's, and they make them great for you know good money. So uh, I'm happy that they're coming. Uh, Tone Fuchs is very interesting because that's a very small German luthier guitars starting at like three thousand bucks, but super high end, and again that enables. Luthier talk, you know, the guys from Mayonnaise mm-hmm. and then Sammy, who really knows about guitars. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Uwe from Tone Fox and Yuel Ruakanga, who is a, you know, master builder. Uh, I think that opens up a whole bunch of really cool videos where people just share ideas. And anyone actually wants to do something about setting up a guitar, uh, drilling, sanding, any kind of guitar building stuff. Um, I have Yoshi Luck here, who didn't pay to be at this event. I just told him he's part of it, pretty about two weeks ago, um, because I want to use his workshop. He's literally three minutes from here, and he's got a full guitar workshop where he builds and makes guitars. I told him, come over, hang out with us. If we need anything, if Phil McKnight wants to do a Sharpen My Axe or something like this, we'll take a car, go over to the workshop, and we'll film there. And we have a full guitar workshop where everything can be shown and there's tools and everything. So that is going to be a really good asset to us. Cool. Uh, and then we got a couple of stragglers, a couple of the weird ones, which is uh, uh, Lewitt microphones. Uh-huh. They make great mics. They're super yeah. into YouTube. Uh, it's all affordable mics. Uh, my video about all my Lewitt mics went online today, by the way, if you guys want to see that. And um, the mics we're going to be using in front of all the caps is uh, the Lewitt MTP440, which is under 100 bucks and a great alternative to, to an SM57. It's got everything you want from a 57, but more bottom end, which is the one thing the 57 doesn't have. Um, and what we're doing, by the way, in the rooms is there's going to be two setups. One setup with a cap and an amp, and that's it. There's no switching. There's just one amp, one, one cap, uh, but that's being attenuated with the Taunting uh, Iron Man 2, which is a killer attenuator. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also taking the eye signal with the two-note torpedo cap M. So you have always the cap M sound, dial in whatever you want, plus the mic cap, and then you can pick and choose or even mix. And then the s- second setup in the rooms is going to be an eight uh, switcher, eight amp switcher from Ampede. So we're not going doing two Ampede setups. We're doing one simple one amp setup and one Ampede setup with up to eight amps. Uh, also going into 212 with a uh, 
again, attenuator because we can't blast things here and uh, a, a cap M to go DI as a backup. And uh, which of course makes the mic we use. Mm -hmm. uh, then we get KMA audio machines, uh, handmade pedals from Germany, really cool. Uh, Wampler, but Brian had better things to do about building many big pedal boards or whatever, so Brian couldn't make it. Um, well, apparently, he might not like YouTubers very much either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was trying to say with the I'm video. I'm just kidding. I haven't, seen, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the video, but if his point is you can't tell too much from a, from a YouTube video, he's fully right. Because if I change just the cap, I can change the frequency response about 70%, okay? Yeah, I, so I, I think his I think his point, and I watched his video this morning, I think his point was pretty much like what you were saying, Dave, at one of our shows where you were talking about the release of the, uh, the BE Deluxe video, and you were like, well, should we release it for iPhone quality or should we release it for, you know, for high quality? Yeah. It's like, what? Well, yeah, let me elaborate on that real yeah. quick. Mm -hmm. Uh we had this discussion with Michael Nielsen and uh, which is someone you should have invited maybe. Um, yes. And uh, someone told me that way too late. Uh, someone told uh, me, uh, yeah, what about Michael Nielsen? I'm like, that's a good idea. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> at a point in time where I had to really look at the budget and then if I could invite someone from the UK versus LA. Yeah, sure. I added someone from the UK because budget was getting tighter. Otherwise, Michael would definitely be on the list. Yeah, he's he's got. Uh, great well, I, yeah, I understand the budget because definitely, you know, our plane tickets weren't cheap. Because yeah. we, of course, we didn't plan very well in advance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do do you ever, Dave? Do you ever? We'd like to, but somehow we get stopped. It's there's there's well, robots. Example, I, I haven't done a demo for the BE100 Deluxe. I had 15 emails about it, but. Never seen one. <laughs> it didn't happen. That, that's out of my wheelhouse. I don't know. I know. That's but, not uh, but, my, uh... but, but you're wearing the Friedman shirt, so I got to bitch at you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll bitch. I'll bitch at. Um... Yeah. I'll bitch, actually bitch at Dennis. <laughs> oh, I have. We've we've talked about it at length. Um, yeah, okay. but elaborate. Uh, uh, Michael Nielsen, you were. Talking so about that. Uh, we were we were talking. Um... I've learned that obviously you can never please everyone with videos and uh, and how it sounds or how anything. Um, if someone listens to a video, oh, that's too dark. It's not bright enough. Okay, fine. Oh, I wish they would have used the 57. Okay, fine. I wish they wouldn't have used the IR. Okay, fine. I wish... I wish they wouldn't have double tracked apart. Okay, great. I wish they would have used the iPhone mic. <laughs> I wish they would have used the you know the video from the phone. <sighs> I what I do in so, my videos is ridiculous. I do so many things. I go into eight amps, ten yeah. amps with overdrive. Sometimes, if it's an actual combo or something, I'm miking the room stereo as well. Yeah. So you have room sound, yeah. which Dennis told me do that, and close mic and IR. And you know what? Even then, those are just impressions. Michael will go, yeah. Pete will go, and they will make it sound very different. Mm -hmm. Well, then there's, a, there, there's another part of this. So when, when you go to mix this, you go to mix the audio. Like some of these guys do produce tracks, you know, more produce. You know, well, you do too. Um, when you go to mix it, 
you're mixing it like a wreck. Most most of these people, their first listen on this stuff will probably be a phone or an iPad or computer monitor speakers or something like that. On the crap, yeah. I yeah, mean. and and that's the first listen. So they get their first uh, opinion of how it sounds from that. So my thought is sort of you mix the videos more for those screen formats and and monitor formats than you do studio monitors. Um, of course, we did that. We did that with uh, Michael's video for the BE100, and it sounds great if you listen to it on an iPad or a phone or anything. You listen to it on big studio monitors, maybe it's a little bassy and a little dark. But, and so people complain about that. So you can't win. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can do with the types of videos that I do that Pete does is give, play the sounds the way that we will play them. Pete mm -hmm. will set something up completely differently than I do. And even if it's exactly the same setup, he will always sound like Pete because he's an amazing player. Mm -hmm. Even no choice determines how people feel about the pedal. Realistically, it all overdrives out the freaking same, okay? I mean, pretty much. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the small nuances. Most amps are the freaking same. I'm sorry, it's, it's true. But no, I wouldn't go that what, we can, what we can do is uh, get an emotion across. Yeah. If we're having fun and someone watches and they're having fun, well, they might think that, wait, they're having fun. If I get that pedal or that amp, I might have fun. It's not about doing the job. It's not about going on stage. It's not about being rock star. It's a lot. This guy has fun. Then I want to have fun. I look at Pete. He's having a blast. Well, I want to have a blast, so I buy that product. If it's not fake, if we actually enjoy the product, and we're smiling because we're just having fun. Or I'm like going, I'm switching something, I'm putting on the president switch on one of those semi bowler pedals. Um, then, you know, and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. I'm not faking that. And if someone wants the, oh, this is cool moment, well, then buy the damn thing. And if you don't believe me, well, don't buy the damn thing. If Here's the thing, when people think we are paid shills and we're lying about something, that's total bullshit. You can send stuff back. Why would I lie to you to sucker you into buying something that you can return? There's mm -hmm. no point in that. Zero. Right. So if I was looking into something, let's say I, I, uh, I don't watch YouTube videos about guitar stuff because I make way too many of them. But a camera, a lens, or a drone, for example. I watch three, four, five videos. I don't watch the one video. And if four or five people say the drone is good because of these and these and these reasons, well, take the... That's exactly Take the mix it. of that. Exactly. Don't trust, don't trust me. If it sounds great on my channel, okay. Maybe it's just the IR for you that I used or whatever, or the mic. Then watch Pete, then watch Ryan, then watch three other guys if, you, if it's a pricey item. You know, if the Double J Junior sounded killer on five channels, maybe it just sounds killer. Mm -hmm. If and five people smile playing it, maybe it's a good product. And to Brian's point, he was basically just saying, try the product out because you might not, oh, yeah. it, it might be different yeah. than what you're hearing in a, in, in a video. So just try the product out for yourself. That's where he was going. I, but I, I know it got a bit misconstrued, I think. I, I fully agree with him. I always say, look, I can tell you I like this guitar. I'm not going to talk about how thick the neck is 
don't be an idiot and buy this instrument online for 4,000 bucks because I'm saying yay. Or I'm saying the neck is a bit thick. That means nothing. Or a D-shape. What does it even mean? I don't even know. Or oval or C or whatever. That means nothing to me. You've got to play an instrument. All we can do is inspire for someone to check it out. And then please check it out. With a pedal, checking out means ordering it and keeping it or returning it. With an amp, try to find a store. Don't have them ship it around. It's ex it's expensive. With a guitar, really try to find a store. If you can't, order it, check it out, send it back if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's a very personal relationship you have, relationship you have with an instrument. Don't look at stats. Like I never give millimeters and and uh, what is that thing? The fretboard radius. If you tell me the guitar has a fretboard radius of it means zero to me. And even if it. that meant it's even if it meant it's rounder or flatter, I'm not gonna go buy that and buy a guitar based on that. I need to freaking check it out. Yeah, just recently hey, I had an, an Ibanez that I wanted to get right after the Steve Vai show. I was totally inspired and had to go get it. So the shop is actually an hour and a half away from me. And the guy was like, Oh, I'll ship it to you. I was like, No, I'm gonna drive down there and check it out. You know? And I I wasted three hours, but I wouldn't call it wasted. But in any case, I, I drove three hours, you know, to get the guitar. And I actually got to try out three different guitars and got to choose the one that I wanted. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And with most instruments, uh, like definitely Friedman guitars, I can tell you in all parts of Germany within an hour or two where I can go and find some. Now especially with Friedman guitars, I think every single one is unique. Yeah. So if I'm going into Musique Productive and they have a huge range, and in the end, I'll really love like the Vintage S, but none of them really, really speaks to me because of the color or whatever, but I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I want. Well, maybe I got to drive another two hours in a different direction and check out their Vintage S's. Look, those things are expensive. So you better make sure you buy the one that you're fully freaking in love with. See, mine's red, and I don't like red guitars. But the reason why I have a red vintage S is because I don't like red guitars, and that one stands out big just, time on my channel because great. it's the old red guitar. Um, hey, we so, got a quote. I'm sorry, Henning, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, there was a question um, someone wanted to know about, uh, is Harley Benton going to be bringing any guitars? No. And that's a pro and a con for me. So... Honestly, and that was from Joe Hervey 84. Sorry, when I say someone, I meant Joe okay. Hervey 84. Okay, so Joe, Harley Benton for me is why I'm here. I owe that brand and the people that sent me the first pedals and then the guitars everything because they believed in me when I had zero subs. Um, and I really, the, Meon, Toby, Dominic, Lisa, all these guys, uh, Stefan, all these guys from Toman, they are, they're not business relationships. They are dear friends to me. But because of us kind of breaking up on the event side, just not doing the event together anymore, I wanted to make sure that this is an event where I'm setting signal very clearly that Toman is not involved in any way. And they said, look, we'd love to be here with uh, with Harley Benton and we'll support it in any way you want, which means they probably would have sent me whatever I needed in terms of cables or whatever. 
but for myself, I wanted to prove to myself that I can do this without the might of Toman and really make it independent, which doesn't mean I don't like these guys anymore, which doesn't mean I'm not going to do Harley Benton. I just got a box of Harley Benton switches and stuff that I'm going to do. I will cover Harley Benton. They are my friends. No one please misunderstand that in any way. But in terms of Toman as a company, I wanted to make sure that I, I, I do this independently of them, at least for the first time. The problem with that is a little bit I don't really cover inexpensive guitars with this event. And that's a little bit of a bummer because or less expensive guitars do well in terms of videos. Most people buy guitars under a thousand bucks and we really don't cover that. Point. Um, all the brands we have here are above a thousand. I know Ibanez always tries to push the above a thousand range because they're nicer guitars. But I know they're going to bring some less expensive instruments, and that'll be the only thing that's under a thousand, which is bumming me out a bit. But having Harley Benton at these events, which have been at every event, would have kind of been same old, same old again. So I, de I decided against it. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Anything just else? means the Friedman brand needs to get in gear and do a less expensive range. The same. Oh, we'll talk to Sammy. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Will do. Uh, I hope my laugh wasn't so loud for everybody. Sorry. Um, wait, uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta mention one more brand that's coming. Huh? So so that, uh, of course, Two Notes is going to be here because Le Guillaume from Two Notes has got to be here because they're friends. Um, and Scott Dixon is coming. Do you guys know who Scott Dixon Inc. is? No. Okay. They make uh aluminum or aluminium is the correct way to say that oh, yeah. um uh we're gonna have a lot of fun with that uh guitar cases like triple guitar cases for oh, yeah. for bands and he's gonna bring his triple row guitar case he's gonna bring one that we're gonna put on on the charity auction which by the way we should talk about um and we're gonna put guitars in there maybe some fragments they're already beat up uh and we're gonna throw it down the stairs and do anything any YouTuber wants to do with that to see how good the case is or how sturdy the guitars are. Um, but really, How sturdy is your house, though? <laughs> uh-huh. Not down my stairs. That's not going to happen. Uh, but here's going to be the why I thought it would be very interesting. A, he doesn't have any relationships with any channels, which means for him, this is a great opportunity to break into YouTube. Ooh, uh, bug. Just one of the parts. Um, and uh, but I got really interested when I uh, skype with him. I was like, "What is that in the background?" He's like, "Oh, um, I make aluminum speaker caps." So, two of the three rooms, on the one side, will have a Scott Dixon speaker cap made out of aluminium. Now, I think that's a video just like the valve bucker that writes itself. How does an aluminum cap sound? And we can uh, compare that to a standard 212, I think. Uh, brands were like, well, should we bring caps? Should we bring caps? And I said, I have 212s here so that no one fights about what we use. Let's use the one I got here, which is good for Dave and Synergy because I have a Syn 212, which is kind of a treatment with a different logo, I think. Um, so we're going to use that in one of the rooms, um, and then we'll find some other cap. 
Uh, but he's bringing aluminum caps, which I think everyone wants to know. Is that any good? Right. Uh, yeah. So that's what's coming from Scott Dixon. And um, uh, yeah, that's it for brands. Okay. You said an should option. we talk about charity? Should we talk about the charity thing, which is something that came about funnily? Um, I'm good friends with the German rep for Reverb, who hooked me up with Reverb and set up my helped me set up my store, and uh, it's great because I can actually eat because I sell a couple of things uh, that I don't use, and um, so Reverb was immediately from the very beginning interested in coming to the event. But how do you incorporate Reverb? They don't have a product, right? Yeah. So I came up with the idea of we'll do a charity store on Reverb. Every YouTuber brings something, and then we're like, well, every brand brings something. Everyone donates something to that charity store. And we're going to have a big table, and we're going to document how they're going to take pictures and how easy it is to put things on Reverb, you know, a little bit of marketing. And then during the event, when something gets sold, we go back there, we show how they're boxing it up and shipping it out. So do a little promo reverb thing, but they're helping us out by not taking any uh, commission. And we're helping the local animal shelter pay for a new roof, pay for a new fence. They have a dog now that's costing them tens of thousands because that dog has uh, uh, respiratory problems. And they're not going to put it down. They're paying for the bills, which right now is literally bankrupting the shelter. Hmm. So any money we can throw at them is going to really help. And that was the idea with Reverb. And late in the game, which means for me, a brand, checkmark, money from the brand, checkmark, because I need to pay for the event. And very late in the game, they're backed out. Now, would you have any idea why they're backed out? Well, you said earlier. Well, they, uh, one reason was, well, there aren't enough women. That's not my fault. But the real reason was because Glenn Fricker is here. Really? Because because Glenn made a good video, one of the few good Glenn Fricker videos. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Uh, Glenn is wrong. Um, Glenn made a video about the Pussy Melter, which is a killer pedal, by the way. Um, and people were trying to sell the Pussy Melter on Reverb, and Reverb didn't allow it, took it off. And Glenn made a video looking at a lot of products on Reverb, kind of sexually innuendous products. And he said, look, there's the pussy power from Chucks. It's also pink. It has an actual vagina on it and the word pussy. That can be sold, but the pussy melter can't. He looked at many vinyls that they sell with the word pussy in it. And then he went to that bowler company. And he's like, pink taco, brown eye, Bucks and Betty. Like, you're selling that? But the pussy melter's a no-go? And his uh, bottom line was like, well, I guess we must have a problem with the word melter. <laughs> and people wrote into Reverb and tried to find out what's going on. And another video came. So he kind of gave Reverb a hard time, but rightfully so. Right. And it was an intelligent video, and he was right. Well, Reverb didn't like it too much, and they said... If Glenn's, if Glenn's at the event, then we're not coming. So they basically wanted so, you to, they wanted you to back Glenn out. 
and then they would come, and you were like, no. So no. I, I called up Glenn, and I told him this, and Glenn's like, so what you're telling me is uh, I can't come. And I'm like, Glenn, you're one of my best friends. There's no way in hell I would uninvite you over Reverb. Not going to happen. I'm like, the only pr the only thing that Reverb now has to deal with is Glenn making that video. Glenn making the video of sad, crying dogs and cats in the shelter, freezing, <laughs> um, and saying, well, Reverb could have helped that shelter, but they didn't want to because of me. That's a video that Glenn's going to make. I can't stop him, and I don't want to. <laughs> He's going to have a field day with that. And the negative publicity that they're going to get over not coming versus the not negative publicity of them doing a charity thing here and Glenn is being in the background, he wouldn't have disturbed them. He wouldn't have jumped in and made comments because he's my friend. I would have asked him to be polite, and he would have been. Yeah. No question about it. No yeah, question about that it. Was, that was not, so, not good thinking. So whatever happens now is not my fault. <laughs> and we had to find a solution. So A, I was out one fee from companies. And B, we had to find another way to do it. And that meant going to eBay and setting up an eBay charity store, which trust me, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, but we did. And then my buddy Michiel from Belgium is going to be here and he's going to document everything. And so uh, everyone's bringing something. No one's forced to bring anything of particular value. But uh, I can tell you already that, uh, you know, YouTubers are going through their pedal collections and checking out what could be cool uh, to bring. And uh, I have a whole bunch of things that, you know, I'm going to put up. Some brands uh, that I've heard from, uh, one brand already designed or made a one-off amp in a color that you can only get it in one time. It's a super unique product with the logo on the side. And that's going to be sold. And this stuff is not going to be sold cheaper. It's going to be sold at store cost or maybe even more because A, it's for charity and B, they're super unique, one-of-a-kind items in like a special casing or color or whatever. So I hope Sammy got his thinking cap on and Sammy's bringing something very special. <laughs> um, I'll have to ask him. <laughs> we're going to have guitars, have no we're going to have pedals, we're going to have... Whatever anyone brings, I don't know yet. We're going to find out on Friday when people come in. Uh, I know that my buddy Cheddar, Cheddar Kong Pao from Detroit, he would have loved to be here as a helper and just hang out. But he couldn't make it because he had stuff planned. Uh, so he's coming for Guitar Summit to hang out with me, but he can't be at the event. And this guy is not going to be at the event. He's not a brand. He said, I'm donating my Gibson something something guitar for Two thousand bucks. Wow. And he's selling. He, he's donating that guitar to the shelter auction, just because he's a nice guy. That's nice. So uh, that's that's super awesome. I think uh, some companies said, "Well, we're just going to use the amps or whatever the pedals here, and then you can't really sell them new anyway." But then they're also, you know, the amps from the event. We can sign them or whatever and make them special. Uh, so we're going to sell that stuff. Uh, afterwards so hopefully we can fix up their fence and maybe their leaky roof that would be really cool that's awesome wow. and so what Great. are the dates again henning uh next weekend that's the date the 7th 8th 9th and 10th youtubers arriving on the thursday 
and so they have a full day to get acclimatized, to get a little bit over jet lag. Um, they can hang out, visit a castle, or set up tables and make coffee, whatever they want to do. Uh, and all the brands are arriving on the Friday. And uh, come over, we'll find out where we put amps. So we have three video rooms stocked with five to seven cameras, I think. Um, I have planned on making amp demos primarily upstairs because here, for example, the amps are there, which means you'd have to wheel over and then you can't really get close-ups. You can't show the amp from the, from behind. So upstairs, I have a big-ass couch and the amps will all be around the couch in the back. Uh -huh. And uh, I bought more cameras. I bought zoom lenses and all that so that we can film the front of the amp by itself. We can film the back of the amp, which in case of Friedman amps, Realistically, there isn't a lot to film there, okay? But, um, I mean, maybe on the B100 Deluxe. Yeah, on that one. But, like, if you look at the back of an Engel amp, there's more shit on there than there's a front on the front. If you don't film the back of an Engel amp, you're not doing a good video. All right. All so, right. so we have to have another camera that films the back of the amp. Cool. And then we have, um, because Derek from Rev pointed out to me after TGU, we can't only have the amps in the rooms because people can't play with them ahead of time, talk to the builder, and just go through it a little bit. And I was like, yeah, you have a good point. So what am I going to do? I don't have a shop here. So we emptied out the old basement, which is like a low 100, 200, 300 years old basement under Leslie's house. Um, and we're going to make that a really cool room where there's also a Pete switcher and caps as many amps as you can eat um and uh we even put lighting in there we'll put mics in there we'll put di in there we'll put a, uh, an attenuator in there so that people with their own cameras have the best setup to actually film in there so that's going to be the amp testing room so how many how many houses are involved here one so there's yours two three four five a minimum of five. So whose houses are they? They're your your house. Mine, my brother's, Leslie's, she's on the other side of the street. My mom's, which is one up. Uh, Leslie has her own house on the street. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to live with my lady. That's just asking for trouble. I'm. I'm saying this, thinking that I think she just walked in the kitchen. I mean, I love you, babe. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, the uh, when I built the house, it was built as a studio. I live here by myself. It's a weird house where we added on a whole section, which means a whole set of rooms in the middle of the house became kind of useless. Um, and we have a lot of animals. And when we got together, the house was brand spanking new. I spent 30,000 bucks on wall treatments and wallpaper and all this. And she had a cat that has a chronic sneezing problem. And there was literally snot everywhere on the walls in her place. Because Leslie loves the animals more than her place. And I say, well, it would be a little bit of a problem for that cat to be in here. Also, in here, if I have a band or whatever, she would have never been by herself. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's five strange guys in the house, and she would have never felt comfortable in her own house. So she's in my old grandma's house. My grandma died years ago, and my mom's renting that to her literally on the other side of the street and that is all hers that's all for the animals and uh 
we're one night here, one night at her place, and we switch back and forth. And it's pretty much like we have two houses. Nice. But she has her own kingdom. I have my own kingdom. And I think it eliminates a lot of yelling at each other. I bet it helps. Now, isn't your house like a... Uh, isn't there two resonances at your house? Yes. Yes, because it's like a... It's a double house. This is a, a, I bought this house, but it's literally directly connected to my neighbor's house. And um, I'm renting the downstairs basement from her for the third video room, which interestingly, it's called, uh, uh, well, this is called the studio. Upstairs called the living room because it makes sense. And hers is called the post office because it used to be the town post office. Oh, wow. So uh, it's just like a storage room where she has, where she like plays with the granddaughters and stuff like this. So, uh, we're, I'm paying her some money and we're taking lots of furniture out and we're setting up. So in the background, you'll see her cabinets with like the cups and saucers in there and the whole, it's gotta be, it's gonna be a cute setup. Each room would have a very unique feel. And I think the basement under Leslie's house, uh, it's gonna be very cool because it's low ceilings and it's an old cellar where I think with some lighting, we can make some cool additional videos independent of these mega equipped rooms uh only thing is the door is probably 100 years old my brother because of values they always locked it and then it didn't unlock anymore then we broke off the key and we had to cut off the hinges and there's right now no door which is of course the problem with guitar amps in there so, so this week uh we ordered a new metal door metal which we also have to install. I have a lot of stuff still to do. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Yeah. So we, well, we have, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be awesome. We have a question I, which I was worried about. Uh, worried about. Oh. I was wondering about, which is, how did you paint the giant forty-two on your house? <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, people now think I'm an idiot who has the channel and the and the logo colors, and it's the forty-two channel. And that's why I now painted Giant 42 on my house. It's actually the complete opposite. 42 has always been my favorite number because of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because 42 is the meaning of life. Mm. And when I built the house, I said, I want a Giant 42 on it. So uh, with my friend who did all the paintwork, we, we stood on sca scaffolding and we taped it off and his painting crew did a fantastic job, and I don't know how we actually sketched that out around the corner of the house, because in, if you're standing in the street in one position, it looks like a perfect 42. Um, and we decided on those colors because I thought they would piss off the neighbors. And this is actually my house, the way it's always been for eight years now. Wow. And then the channel came, and I picked those colors because they're my house. So it's actually asked backwards. It's not like I painted it before the event. The logo, the channel 42 name, everything came out of the house. That's right. That's hysterical. Um, so now it looks, uh, it looks like I actually paid my house for this event. <laughs> that's funny. Which I did. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wow, that's, that's wild. Uh, we had a super chat from Hanner Gunson. He says, Henning equals Superman. <laughs> Hannah, that's not his real name. He's a he, he's he's a nutso. He's a he spends a lot of money on gear. Luckily, a lot of money money on my used gear. <laughs> I got something like oh, no one's gonna buy this. 
hey, you want this? He's like, send it up. So it goes to Finland and he pays for it. Nice. But I send him. He got my Frank and Bali Ibanez from 92. Um, and uh, as far as I know, he's going to be 100. Aha. Cool. Cool. All right, I know we have to wrap up because um, Dave's got to get to work. Um, <laughs> got to build some amps. Yeah, doing whatever Sam tells him to do. Exactly. <laughs> Sammy's in the other room calling the shots. Um, so, Henning, I want to wish uh, you an awesome, uh, you know, awesome show, awesome event. Hope it goes well. Everybody's travels safely to your house, um, and it goes great. So, and thank you for coming on. Sorry for dominating this so much and, and throwing all this info at you, but it's lots of YouTubers, lots of brands, and lots of thinking that went in, and oh, my, yeah. mind, my mind doesn't stop. And uh, Dave, seriously, I'm ultra excited that A, you're coming to one of these, B, you're coming to mine, that's the one where I call the shots and I invited all my friends, and that's the thing. All the brands, all the channels, everyone coming. There aren't really any wild cards where you know the suit and tie guy is going to come it's all people where I know we're just going to have a blast. I found four restaurants where we're going to go every night. We're going to have different food every night. We're going to go into this restaurant with 50 people. Um, it's just going to be friends hanging out. And if the videos that come out of this will be friends hanging out at Henning's space in his mom's living room, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. You guys have a great time. Um, and... Uh, so it's next weekend. You can check out the videos that will be coming out from that, everybody. Uh, make sure you check it out. So it's 42 Gear Street, hashtag 42GS1. Uh, follow yep. Henning's channel. Uh, and, um, and Henning, what's the name of your channel again? Is it it's HP42? HP42, but weirdly written. Actually, if you type in the letters HP42, YouTube also shows you my channel. It works. So um, make sure you hit subscribe to his yeah. channel. Follow the hashtag. Uh, on Saturday, the first videos will pop up about the eBay store. So go there right away and grab some really cool stuff that you can only get once in a lifetime and help some animals. And we're going to put up a little profile video that I made of the animal shelter so you can see where that's going. Um, and uh, during the whole week, I already started two days ago, uh, I will show videos on my channel of stuff that came in for the event from uh, supporting brands like cables from Hosa and recorders from Zoom and tried orbit stands and uh, uh, chicken pigs and graph tech shit and everyone sent cool things and Peters and tuners. So I'm showing you all the stuff that came in uh, that we're going to use at the event. So watch these videos so these brands get some exposure as well. Um, Dave, you're coming in on, on Friday with Dennis, right? Yes, and Sam. Okay. Cool. cool. And we'll, we'll, um, be, we'll be doing a live streaming. From you from the event also at some point so that yeah. that would be super cool so dave's bringing his live stream equipment and then i mean you're going to be in my mom's living room and whoever plops on the couch plops on the couch it's there's a lot of people to talk to <laughs> cool well, it'll be great um i want to mention so on tuesday we are having uh we're going to be talking about the world's largest pedal board that was just released by sweetwater uh, we're having Brian Wampler, Josh Scott, uh, Ryan Dick, and uh, who else am I forgetting? And um, Robert, uh, Keeley. Robert Keeley, Keeley. Uh, as well. So they're all going to be on the show. Uh, that's Tuesday at a special time, I think, 12 Eastern, I think. 
check out our social media stuff. Also want to mention that uh, beginning yesterday, Sweetwater's rolling out incredible exclusives like a Fender Custom Shop GT11 Strats and Tellies and the Walrus Deep 6 Voyager Combo Pedal. Major deals on uh, coveted gear like uh, Way Huge, uh, the Havelina Fuzz, and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, 40 mo 48 month interest free financing. So you guys check out Sweetwater. There's a link uh, in our uh, notes below. You can click on that if you guys want to purchase stuff. And make sure you hit subscribe to our channel. All right. Henning, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And uh, Dave, I, have a great rest of the day. No, die. What's that? Hmm? I said, I said, can I now die? Because this was a long day and it's going to be more, many more long days. Go get some rest. <laughs> That's fine. All right, everybody. You guys have a great hey, weekend. Hold, hold, on, hold on just a minute. Yeah, hang on. Don't hang up yet. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye-bye.